Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 24 of Confidence From Within. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the topic of authenticity. And it is my intention to share with you a little bit of a different take on this word that I feel is now so overused everywhere. Like you you can't not even go into Instagram nowadays without kind of running into that term. So I just wanted to kind of bring a little bit of context to how I perceive the concept of authenticity and how that all plays into your weight release journey as well as your journey towards inner confidence. So let's start from the beginning and really look at the word. To me, being authentic in a way has a little bit of a quality that is difficult to even describe with words. It's almost like when you see somebody that's really in their their zone of authenticity, let's call it that. There is this grounded, almost magnetic energy to them. And if, you know, if you've seen somebody in that space, you know what I mean. It's almost like this unspoken energy to them that you automatically gravitate to them. You, you trust them. You believe in what they're saying. And you just feel deeply connected to them. And to me, the path towards authenticity is essentially the path towards self-discovery. So I just wanted to kind of break it down a little bit and not so much to give you like a step-by-step, you know, path to it because that may be a little bit of a personal journey, but just, just kind of like qualify how I really see authenticity because I do believe that that is almost like a, a step before confidence, or if not before, it's a step that comes congruently with feeling confident, which is really the main theme of our podcast. So when we think about authenticity in that sense, I want you to think about the version of you that's unapologetically you, that is not so much concerned about what others think or want of you, but rather that version that is just so certain in what is your real core mission and contribution to this world that you know to no other way to be, but rather being yourself. And being yourself is exactly that which is desired by the world. So this is like in a big sort of philosophical way what authenticity means to me. And it is 
a state of being, I believe. It is something that we strive for. Almost like I love to talk about us humans being like onion layers and we just gotta peel the layer after layer. So it's not that you reach that state of authenticity and you stay there permanently because different situations will trigger just different aspects of us, different situations or different individuals will bring past memories and, you know, different conditionings in our brain that will really, you know, make us react in different ways. Example, say you're going to go um, do, say, a speech or you're going to go for like a public speaking engagement and you're talking about a topic that you love and you're speaking to an audience that you perceive will fully understand that topic. So let's just say you're speaking, I don't know, about healthy eating, and then you're going to a school and talking to first graders about what food looks like. So you may be very confident, you're in your zone, you know your material. So you can just go out there and be very authentic about your message, okay? Now let's just say that you are actually now saying talk about healthy eating and your perspective on home cooking and the importance of it. And then you're talking to a room of investors of a massive, you know, fast food company chain. Like it's not your audience. So for you to just be authentically you and not try to speak to their values and their priorities may be a little bit more difficult. So I believe that authenticity is a little bit of a fluid energy um, that comes depending on all the factors involved in the situation. And I say that from the beginning because I want to qualify that this is not something to strive for and try to maintain. Authenticity is a state of being. It's something that you are, not something that you work towards, if that makes sense. So if you feel, okay, I am not necessarily feeling the most authentic version of myself, what can you do instead? And that I think is where the magic is, that it's not about necessarily working towards feeling more authentic, but instead it's working about uncovering all of the things that are making you move away from your authentic essence. Like what are the, f- the things and factors that are happening that are in a way persuading you to sort of present a different version of yourself, either because of the traditional fears of rejection or fears of not fitting in or fears of, you know, just being judged for who you are, right? So we kind of mold a little bit into a different version of it. But at the same time, I think it's really important for people to really start to sit down, pen to paper, and uncover what are the things that make you truly you. What are your inner priorities and the sort of governing rules that basically determine your life? Are you somebody that family is the most important thing to you and you're most authentic when you are with your family? Or are you somebody, say you're a small business owner and your business is the most important thing? Or say you're a scholar and studying and the pursuit of knowledge is your thing. It doesn't have to be this noble and, you know, culturally recognized as outstanding. It just has to be the truth. (laughs) What is your life currently demonstrating today? What is the essence of you? 
Because even if you're not ready to show that to the world, I see so many people that are, say, in a career path that doesn't really match their authentic self. So they're always tired and struggling. And then sometimes they make a big jump and they make this leap of faith and then they move towards doing what they do and they're unstoppable because now they're true to their essence and authenticity comes with that and people see it and they gravitate towards it. And the thing I wanted you to think about, if it's hard and difficult and you're exhausted and you're trying, you're probably going a little bit outside of your, you know, the highway of you being you and you're probably taking, you know, some lumpy roads. Whereas when you're inspired and almost like in the zone at all times and just feeling so fulfilled, those are the things that you want to observe Write them down, say, okay, these are the things that I'm the most me of all of them. And then how can you fill your life with those things most of the time and delegate the rest to find ways to make the things you don't love to do sort of fulfill those, you know, inner priorities so that you're living as congruently with who you are as possible because that is the most beautiful place. That is the place that you're the most authentic and that is the place that you are the most congruent with your mission, your vision, and your energy, even if you're not as clear about what that looks like to you. And the reason why I feel that authenticity is such a beautiful, sort of almost like contagious energy that you just see it and you just gravitate towards people is very much because it is easy to see somebody in their zone of genius. You look at it and say, I cannot imagine that person doing anything else. They're perfect for this. They're meant for this. And that is such a beautiful energy to model to yourself and to others that I feel makes authenticity such a powerful force, whether in business or in friendships or in your family or in your career, in in whichever form. So it's truly the pursuit of being you because there's nothing better than being yourself. And that is truly the only thing that we can actually master in life with no competition, with no way to get it wrong because you are born to be you. And a lot of times we try to conform with different peoples and different opinions. And we sort of move away a little bit from that, you know, essence and from that, you know, you know, mission that we are all born with. And yes, it may take a little bit of work to regain that passion, regain the vision, but it is truly possible. So let's go through a little bit of a step-by-step of what you can do if you are truly committed to uncovering that authentic, most authentic version of yourself. And the first step is what we mentioned briefly, which is getting a lot more clear about your inner priorities. And I love to think of inner priorities as those things that you cannot wait to get out of bed to go do. It doesn't mean that you get to do it every day. Sometimes people don't get to do them almost at all because they fill their lives with duties and responsibilities. But it is when you get closest to that energy, you get closest to, you know, doing those things that you start to really uncover the magic of your life. So for example, an example that I love to give, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you will kind of have heard this before, that I do love home decor. I 
obviously don't work in that space. It is a little bit of a hobby, but I love organizing, minimizing, making things very clutter-free. Everything has a place and a purpose. That is what I consider home decor. And then selecting some special, beautiful items to complement the space. And even though clean, it's too very intentional and, and very pleasing aesthetically to the eye. Okay. So if you were to say you would invite me to wake up early in the morning, hit the road and drive a whole hour to get to Ikea, which it is a store that I truly love. And I love the experience of going there, even though obviously through COVID that has not happened, but pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID, I'll be able to do so again. It is something that I'll probably get up as early as it takes and be super pumped to get out of bed and go do because it is an experience that fulfills one of my high priorities, something that I love to do. On the other hand, and you probably, if you know anything about me, you've heard me say this before, I am somebody that truly, truly despises doing laundry. As I'm recording this right now, there is a significant pile that needs our attention (laughs) tomorrow. And it is just not something that I enjoy doing. It is not something that comes easy to me. For some reason, I find it boring and so far uninspiring. But it is because of the types of clothes I wear. There's a lot of special items that cannot just go in the wash. They have to be, you know, hand capped, hand dried, hand washed. It's, It's complicated. Anyways, I digress. So if you were to tell me, okay, the pile is high. Let's get up early tomorrow to go do it. I will have absolutely no desire to do so. I probably wouldn't get up and just let the pile continue to grow if it wasn't for my husband taking ownership and actually helping do the laundry, okay? And that is because doing laundry as it stands right now, it is not high in my inner priorities. And that is important because that distinction is just my personal example of something that it is and something that it isn't. And like I said, we're not just talking about massive, you know, beautiful things. We're talking about normal, common parts of life. But if it is not high as a man of priority, it is very difficult to do it and be in that state of joy and grace and gratitude. And that is the state in which we can be our most authentic self. Okay. So if I'm joyous, browsing IKEA and planning little, you know, intentional details of how to decorate and make a room more special. I'm in such a place of joy and peace and authenticity that it's very easy to feel that energy in me. Whereas if I'm just like cranky doing the laundry and stuff and I need to just kind of jump and and do an interview or go on a podcast and be super present and authentic, it will take me a little bit more time getting back in the zone because I just spent all this time ungrounded doing something that I kind of resented and I want to do, right? And like I said, authenticity is not a state in which you stay still. It is basically these ups and downs of, you know, your emotions and your energy. And authenticity is that mean. is in the state that you are so content that the circumstances, you see it as neutral. It's equally good as bad. It's neither. It is that state in which we're so just grateful and content. We're in that state of grace that we're just 
ourselves and we're just so content being there that we don't wish to be anywhere else. We don't wish to be anything else. And that for me is authenticity. And the reason why that is important when it comes to finding confidence from within is that confidence is the acceptance of all parts of yourself. And when you accept all parts of yourself, authenticity is the result because then you're just comfortable in your own skin. And because we talked about the acceptance piece first, it is not dependent of you looking a certain way. It is not dependent on the scale of your gene size. Authenticity is based on the inner confidence that comes from the acceptance without the judgment of what we look like and behave like. So getting there, the first step is to being very clear about what are the things that make your heart sing. What are your inner priorities, the most important things to you? Then the second step, in my opinion, is to look at your life and see, okay, out of my day, how much of my day do I spend in that zone, doing those things that are super high priorities to my fulfillment and mission in life? And how much time do I spend doing things that are low value, even if you feel there are duties and things you have to do, but they're not inspiring to you? Because if you're spending your entire day being deflated by things you don't want to do, yeah, it is increasingly hard to find that confidence and just feel the best version of yourself, right? So once you're clear about what you want, and then you can compare to this huge list of things you do that don't fulfill what you want to do or be, then you can start to delegate. Then you can start to either take an item out, delegate that item to somebody else, or if neither is possible and you still feel that you have to do it, then the last step, and it is definitely possible, a little bit more difficult, but definitely possible, is linking that task so to your inner priorities. So let's just say that my inner priorities is... Um, like I said, like home decor, as just as an example, and I have to do laundry and I absolutely dislike doing laundry. One of the things that I've attempted as step one is that we redecorated, redecorated our laundry room. So it looks really cute and pretty now. And we have a nice folding station. We have a nice hanging station so that I brought elements of home decor that bring me joy. We brought a lot of organization to it and we brought a system into it. And the more that I continue, not just with physical means, but also now with the mental piece, the mindset piece, the more I continue to link all the different ways that doing the laundry is helping fulfill that decluttering organization and just, you know, having things organized that is highly fulfilling to me, the easier it becomes to do so. That is actually possibly the only reason why I still have any motivation to do laundry and put it away and stuff is because everything has a place now and it looks really organized and it calms my heart. And that is part of the linking process. So how would you link? Well, you will look at the things you love to do. You will look at the huge list of things that you don't, but if you have to do. And then you start to see, okay, these are the things that I would like to delegate, but I can't. 
So then you start writing down in a pen pen of paper. This is like, you know, back to basics. How is doing the task you perceive you don't want to fulfilling your actual priorities? And it can be 10 things, 20, 30, 100, 200. You write things down and you have to dig. You're probably going to have to dig and find all these creative reasons why that will fulfill that inner priority until you find a shift in your thinking, until it clicks and it pops and it's like, oh, now my brain can do so without being a struggle so that it can continue to stay in that pure state of clarity, that state of gratitude, that state of groundness, which is our most authentic state. The state that we're not in judgment of people or things or tasks or actions. We're in a state of gratitude that we even have laundry to do, that we even have a home and a place to put our things and things to wear. We start to get to a different place of gratitude that goes away from judging the task and really being in gratitude of what is. And that, my friends, is what I believe is one of the most authentic places that we can live from. Now, how does that, just to close off, how does that play out in terms of weight release? Well, when you are living in congruency with yourself, what that means is that a lot of the volatility of emotions that a lot of people experience from feeling one way, from feeling, you know, great, to feeling miserable, to feeling anxious, to feeling happy, to feeling sad, and all those extreme emotions that a lot of times are fulfilled with food or even some, you know, past traumas that we perceive or negative experiences. And some people gravitate to food as almost comfort, right? For some of those things, anytime that we are in those polarized emotional states, we are not in the mean. We are not in our authentic, say, wavelength, right? We're either high or low within that mean. And many, many people, many women use alcohol, sugar, or, you know, crunchy, salty foods, whatever that is, to comfort them, to bring them back to balance. So they're using food to neutralize some of those emotions to make them feel better. And obviously, as you can imagine, that does not contribute to um, managing your weight naturally. So one of the things that I do and I teach women through my I would say wonderful program called the weight release shift is that we look at the mindset of release, which is really learning how to baby steps master your mindset so that you have tools outside of food and drinks to be able to get yourself back in balance, back in neutrality, so you can handle all these different emotional swings and situations and have a real methodology and tools to bring yourself back to balance, to start bringing yourself back to that authentic, grounded, grateful place. And through that, we start to release the excess weight and we start to release the need to using foods and, and drinks and wine and alcohol to get us back to balance. It's a different way to live. It's a different way to eat. It's a different way to even think. But it is such a powerful way because once you discover or you uncover 
what is the emotional root cause of what is getting you there, it is a lot easier to be able to, um, you know, work on it and release it and have a life that's easier. It's more pleasant to live, but it's also something that you are in control of your food and in control of that relationship between food and mood. And there are tools and there are systems, and I teach that in the program, as well as now that you have the mindset piece, what are the best strategies for weight management, specifically for women over 40, because there are physiological changes in our bodies as we age, and how to understand what those things are, how to understand your hormones and what's going on. And then the last piece of the program is how to use real food to feed your body to its best performance, to release excess weight and feel energized, healthier, and truly your best. So if you feel that that mindset piece is a big deal for you, it's a piece that hasn't really been tackled yet, I really encourage you to schedule your call with me so that I can show you behind the scenes in the program and show everything that's included to see if the weight release shift is the right program for you. So if you're interested, just visit program.naturallyjoyous.ca. I'm also going to include the link in our show notes and you can read more about it. Uh, and there's also going to be a link in there for you to book a call with me so that I can give you some behind the scenes, but also listen to you and your needs to see if um, this is the right fit and the right type of support for you. So I hope that you enjoy. I hope that you start looking at authenticity from a little bit of a different perspective. And remember, there's only one of you in this world. And that is the only thing, being ourselves, the only thing we can truly master. But inner mastery is achievable. And I can help you get there and I can share amazing tools for you. And that is truly the mission of my life and working on our physical bodies, calming a lot of that emotional turmoil. So you can see the beauty in you, feel comfortable showing your skin, feeling comfortable being seen. So you can also share your mission and your brilliance with the world. So I'm glad to have you here and I really, really look forward to getting to know you better and hopefully chat with you for a quick complimentary call to see if my work is the right fit for you. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.